You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 790. Blast from the past. And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, this is, you know, I, I say this a lot. This is going to be a very, very odd show. Uh, and it's going to be a very long show. Now, uh, Gaz is not here. So, um, <laughs> from a long time ago, in a land far, far away, well, San Francisco, I met someone whose zest for life seemed to overcome nearly any obstacle in his way. And we're going to talk about some of those obstacles. Uh, the very first time I met this man, I'm talking about BJ bot. He's a man of many talents, careers, and as you'll find out opinions. Now this, this beginning section, uh, is, isn't going to be that long because, uh, the, the center section is so, so very, very long that, uh, that I figured I needed to, to, to keep this part short. Now, typically in this section, uh, we would do Gaz's news snippets. And unlike last week, I, I actually went and I downloaded the hair bear theme. I, I needed that just for this because that's, that's what we use for Gaz's news snippets. But I moved all of that into the, the center section to talk to BJ and uh, completely forgot to, to use it while we were, we were doing that section. Uh, so I apologize for that. But a, a couple things I wanted to get out of the way uh, before we go right into uh, BJ's segment. Uh, number one, Gaz will be back next week. And uh, I will... Yeah, we're going to be together next week. The week after that, I'm going to be down in Florida. I'm going down to I'm going down to Florida uh, on March 5th because on in on March 7th, which is that Saturday, the man who was in charge of the uh, the high school marching band that I was part of uh, in, in when I was in high school retired many many years ago. Uh, but his 90th birthday is coming up. And so a lot of the people that have been involved with that high school and, and involved in band have decided to, to throw him kind of a surprise party. And so everyone's going to get together on that Saturday. And I'm talking to the people that are organizing it. And they're obviously doing all of this down in South Florida. So, you know, unfortunately, I, there's not much I can do until I actually get down there. Uh, but we're trying to see if we can set up uh, a live cast for the people who can't attend so that, you know, they can get a, a taste of it as well to, you know, to say their, say their, you know, thanks to, to this great man. Uh, and I'm talking about, uh, actually, I don't know if I should say his name because I, I, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, but I don't know if anybody who, who does listen to this podcast would, uh, would know who he is or not. Probably not, but I, I'll just, I'll just keep that. I'll just keep that to myself until uh, we get a little bit closer to it. There'll be, there will be announcements probably in Facebook 
uh, at the the Northeast High School from you know South Florida Northeast High School uh, Facebook page, so that uh, for the people who want to attend virtually, that that they'll be able to. the The one thing I wanted to talk about very very quickly uh, here in this beginning session is uh, my obsession with microphones continues. Uh, I had been looking at, you know, I, I love looking at microphones and seeing reviews and all the rest of that. And there was a microphone that was made by Audio Technica. And it, it's since been discontinued, not because it wasn't a good mic, but because they kind of moved most of that line to either the high end or the, the lower end. And it's like the, you have the differences in the Audio Technica line when you talk about microphones. You've got the 2000 series, you know, so you've got the 2020, the, the, the 2030, the 2035, the 2040, so on and so forth. And then in the 4000 series, you've got a bunch of microphones there. Well, this was part of their 3000 series microphone. And this was the Audio-Technica 3035. Um, found it at, at a good price on eBay, went ahead and bought it. I have it now. I'm not using it at the moment. Uh, but I do have it and I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Beautiful microphone to condenser microphone. And I may give that a try on one of the podcasts going forward. Uh, but uh, nah, not this week. I'm still on my, my old faithful, reliable, um, Heil PR 40, which is just a, I just love this microphone. Uh, Gaz of course is on walkabouts and he, like I said, he will be back next week. Now, one show that, that we should both be here for is the show that's going to be around on the 19th of March, which will be the 11th anniversary for the G-Men. It'll be, it'll be you know, 11 years ago on March 19th, there was the, the debut of the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And, you know, we're not doing anything special for the 11th anniversary because it's it's just not really... One of those, you know, Ooh, it's the 11th anniversary. Hey, uh, nobody cares. So anyway, I am going to end this segment and just say stand by to stand by. And you will hear myself and BJ in just a few minutes. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie. Confusing and bewildering their listeners on a weekly basis. The G-Men on a MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is point two, point two of four different parts, though there's only three officially, but there's four. There's a fourth part. Uh, I Actually, I can't say that this week because... Uh, my, my special guest that I have on, I I have to be careful in 
the bits and pieces that I use that aren't part of the official show. Like right now, just before we started to record, I said, okay, I'm now recording because there's all different kinds of things that we just can't talk about on this show. And that's fine. That's how it works sometimes. My special guest this week is Mr. BJ Bot. And for people who are relatively new to the MyMac.com podcast, my relationship with BJ goes back to 2007 or 2008? Seven. 2007, which was the year that the iPhone was originally released. Now, something that we used to do, BJ, and I'm sure you remember this, is... In, in the MyMac, this is when Tim was still doing the MyMac podcast. In, in the podcasts that were leading up to the Macworld Expo, we would say, okay, well, on this particular day and at this particular time, we're going to have a uh, MyMac.com listener meetup. And, you know, we did this like every single year for four years and hardly anyone ever showed up. However, that very first year that we did this, you showed up. Oh, I filled the room for enough of us, right? It was like everything was overflowing. Yeah, it was and it, it was it was the start it was the start of a beautiful friendship. And now you and I and Tim and my brother Larry and some a few of the other people that have been involved. Uh, there with, was David Cohen. Yeah. There was uh, John Nemo. Owen John Nemo, Owen Rubin, uh Robin's Robin, uh, uh, what was that older chap called? Uh, oh, he I, had the Bluetooth in. I'm almost sixty, so it's really hard for me to remember the going going back that far. My my, <laughs> my memories aren't what it used to be. BJ, sorry. No, <laughs> And also, I don't know if many people know, but uh, on the day of the expo or any of those Apple events, because they start yeah. several through the year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which would set up a I don't know if it's a thing anymore. Uh, one of those um, like uh, group chat things in one of those chat forumy things. Do you know, most of them have died a death now, like yeah, yeah. groups and stuff, right? And we'd all be following the the goings on. Yeah, the user groups. The user groups. That was it. I remember the internet from the days of the BBS. Do you remember the bulletin boards? Sure. Now I... there's nostalgia for you. I bet <laughs> you had one. I had a. a fi- I had a. Um... God, I think I had a twenty-four. 24- hundred baud modem that I on dial up that I originally used to use and you'd have that that horrible sound as you were trying to to log in and if somebody in your house accidentally picked up, picked up the phone to make a phone call you just get cut off cut off immediately that would be it uh, I remember when we got 56 cage remember that was it we were living it up oh yeah that was that was the thing yeah. it would only take a few hours to to download a, a 200k image oh I know it was awful um, <laughs> well everything is relative though no because you know when because um, that was know, that was the thing back then no because I remember when uh, Napster first hit the scene that was Towards the late nineties, right? Because it was gone by two thousand and on something Napster. Napster. And oh, that these, was early two thousands, I think. Yeah, and you'd have all these MP3s right. lined up, and you know that you're not going to get half of them. And if you do, it's going to have to be on for a, three months. The computer. Well, and that's but also the, that's also assuming that the files you were downloading were actually those yeah, files. Yeah, and they weren't something nefarious. They always turned out to be nefarious. A lot of times, and, yeah. 
recording of a recording off the radio. <laughs> yeah, because then that sounded so good. But I don't know if it was the same for you guys in America, but over here in the UK, when we first had this dial-up stuff, you know, you could get uh, unlimited internet, but it would only be at the weekends and the evenings. However, there was a caveat. It disconnect after an hour. You had to dial back in. Wow. Okay. It, so, so it was, it was, that's, that's how it worked. It disconnected after an hour. I don't know why they did this. Maybe because the network. To keep, well, to so keep the number of users low or lower. Yeah. Because. Yeah, because people would just probably leave these things on and the capacity wasn't there for everybody. Yeah. And so if you, you know, you'd get to 99% on that damn thing and boom, you're done. You'd be gone and then you'd have to start all over again. It's not oh, like you could pick it up right where it ended. No, no, it wasn't. And also by the time you'd lock them back in, the people that were seeding it, gone. Yeah. Yeah. Pirate Bay. Not that I oh. know anything at all about downloading files that I haven't paid for or anything else because that's, no, 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 that's no. wrong. It's that's a annoying. wrong no, no, thing to do. No, no, in my defense, it was only freeware and shareware I ever downloaded and royalty free music. Sure. Let's go because with that. Video files weren't thing. The thing. Oh no, you couldn't. Then, yeah. You, it would be like these postage stamp size things at best. Do you know what one thing I am glad that has died a death since those days? Those bloody flash videos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so glad that's gone. They they just used to cause so much trouble. Well, and and they just didn't look that good. No. However, they you, were. I mean, remember though that they were relatively so small the, files. So that's yeah. kind of why they took off the way they did. But you know who really ruined it for me and my view of flash videos the bloody myspace pages oh. you go on this myspace anyone's myspace i never had one by the way just not interested and they try and put as much garbage on this on the page you couldn't read what they'd written because they had like all the advertising like, not advertising but you know like a neon lettering here and as many oh flash you mean videos. you mean the people's whose pages it actually was yeah and they'd put this, every color they could find, every flash thing, and you'd have to put your mouse over it and select it to be able to read what was on there because everything was just washed out by all this junk going on in the background. <laughs> ah, well, those, there were, you go. those were fun days. But they were because, you know, it, it sort of, kids now, like with my daughter and stuff, she doesn't realize how much of a chore technology and the internet really was how much of a nightmare it was and now they've got to a point in their lives where everything just works their yeah. phones work with and everything is, is relatively fast and instantaneous and generally it just works right could you remember in when we were young bloody hell all the wires we'd have to do and uh, plug this thing into that thing and every so often my mac would have a moment and then i have to start it up in safe mode and disable one extension at a time oh yeah yeah back in like the system seven eight nine days yeah and sometimes it'd play a real number on you where there'd be two extension conflicts and then you're really messed up because yeah. then you'd have to go and like it's like a process <laughs> of animation yeah well anyway, you could just so, google it no you couldn't there was no google then, was there? <laughs> no no not in the system seven eight nine days no, what there was like Alta, Alta Vista, Vista on, 
and a hot bot. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were a couple of like search sites, but they weren't very good, mostly because there no, really wasn't that much lot, to search for. No. And a lot of them back piggybacked off Yahoo, if I remember. Yeah. And ask Jeeves. Uh, excite. Yeah. So excite many, so many that have world. gone away. Um, well, we, we were talking about how we met. Oh, right. Okay. We went so off, anyway. Shocker. We went off on a tangent. Which is but, not a big know, surprise to anyone who listens to this show. So listen, I'm notorious for this. I'm, in <laughs> fact, in fact, my friends have coined, coined a term now. He's doing a BJ. <laughs> uh, so, no, so we met. Um, right, it was a great year because. Uh, well, Larry wasn't. Year, oh, no, no, Larry was there. No, Larry was there the first year. He wasn't there. No, Larry was there in eight, not nine. No, well, he was there in oh seven. Yeah, was, because the two of us, the two of us were at the, the iPhone keynote. Yeah. Yeah. I went to that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we had this, I had this rental car and it was a Pontiac G6. G6. Oh. Yeah. Do you know, it's funny. It's funny because I'll tell you what, the listeners are wondering why you would know such a irrelevant detail. However, the, the car was it became notorious for all the wrong reasons afterwards. So, so uh, Tim comes off the aeroplane. He's dying for a cigarette. And um, so I get Tim. I take Tim back to his hotel. Because you, no, did you come first or did Tim come first? Tim came first. Tim came, came first. And then, well, both, <clears throat> both Tim and Larry were there before I got there. Yeah. So I got those two, took them back to the hotel. <clears throat> and I had this satellite navigation thing. And you have to remember satellite navigation wasn't as good as it is. Yeah. In in 2007, it was pretty much crap. (laughs) Anyhow. So we, uh, Tim and you guys, you were all staying at the same hotel. Yeah. But there were two hotels with the same name. In two completely different parts of town, right? Yeah. One of them's (laughs) a little sketchier than the other. Uh, completely sketchy. Do you know? Do you know when you watch the Batman movies and you know the the, the you got these criminals hanging out on street corners in the dark? Yeah, it was one of those. And I didn't. I was in fact I was asking Larry about this. I said to Larry, you know what? I don't, I don't remember there being any bad parts of San Francisco. San Francisco is a really There's nice awful city. places. <laughs> no, he goes, have you already forgotten the hotel that you took everybody to? Yeah. I said, you know what? That's a really good point, and I should have known this. So anyway, so and the names of these hotels. One had an S on the end and the other didn't. Yeah. Sort of. That's how similar they were. Right. right? But one they was, both came up at the same time in, in yeah, the in one was navigation like, search. One was like Holiday Inn with two ends and one was like Holiday Inn with one end. Yeah. Or something like that, right? And um, we got to this hotel. And honest to God, there were actual holes in the, in, in the wall outside where <laughs> there'd been like a shootout or something. And like... The windows were b- b- boarded up, <laughs> and metal bars on them and stuff. And we, we, I looked at Tim and I said, "There's uh, oh god, we got a live one here." I said, "You're not staying here, mate." I said, "If you have to, I'll put you in my hotel." I said, and so we go in. It turns out it's completely the wrong hotel. So bloody Larry and Tim and I decide that you know we're going to, and most of this I have to be honest with you was probably Larry's doing because Larry, you know, sometimes. You know, with him being your brother and stuff, thinks yeah. you know he can really relive the days of when he could take you know bully you and stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, those those days you, ended when I was like about 10, 10, 11 years old when I got bigger than him. When you turned into the Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> the abominable snowman. No, so so he gets off. Tim didn't come with us. I took Larry. Yeah. And so we picked you up. Because the, the car only had two doors. It wasn't a four-door car. No, it was you no. Know, and so Larry, I don't know how he got into the back of this bloody car. <laughs> so Larry's... So we said, we'll take him to this hotel, yeah. The sketchy So Larry's, yeah, Larry's just like, he's like dastardly in the back laughing. <laughs> you know, or Muttley, is it Muttley that laughs? He's like yeah. Muttley in the back From of the, the wacky races. Laughing. Yeah. And we take Guy to this hotel and it just. I was, I was he, getting he, ready to get out of the car. It was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I've stayed in sketchier. Yeah. <laughs> where where would you have stayed in sketchier in downtown vietnam or something uh no, i have been i have stayed in some hotels uh, on both the where east the, and the, west coast of africa that where the bed sheets crawl uh well <laughs> i don't know some not so much crawl as growl oh yeah no so the other thing but, i remember is on the way to the hotel uh, Larry gave you a running commentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was telling me about you went the wrong way on the interstate highway. Oh, dear God, that happened at the airport. Yeah, and the so, cop stopped you and, and just basically, you lived this charmed life where there's <laughs> no consequences to almost anything that you do. Larry is telling me this story that you guys got yeah. on the interstate coming out of the airport in the wrong direction. The police mm. stopped you pointed you in the right direction, didn't give you a ticket, didn't, you know, check you to see if there was something else sketchy going on. And you got, oh, okay. And you just went off on your own. The other thing I I remember is before we got to the sketchy hotel. Yeah. I said to him, thank you, darling. And he just laughed at me. Yeah. Well, it's San Francisco. What about about, um, Starbucks? Yeah. That's what I was going to say on the way to the sketchy holiday inn. You basically, and this is like six thirty, seven o'clock at night. So there's lots of people still around and you stop basically in the middle of market street, which is like one of the busiest streets in San Francisco <laughs> and announce that you're going to go and get a cup of coffee. And there was no place to park anywhere, <laughs> anywhere around here. So you just stop your car in the middle of the street and everyone gets out the back. And everyone gets out of the car. And and there's cops and everything around too. It's not like we're living in a vacuum here. And you basically you go and you get your cup of coffee. Jay walk across the street. Sorry? Jay walk across the street. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you Jay walked across the street, got your <laughs> cup of coffee, came back to the car, and Larry and I didn't go into the Starbucks. We were standing by the car. Yeah. Just astounded that everyone was just like, Oh, okay. It's cool. Yeah. You know, B it's BJ's car. He'll, it, everything will be fine. You know, so <laughs> at which point, yeah. At which point you then take me to the, the sketchy holiday in. Oh dear. And, um, I was like getting ready to get out of the car. It was like, Oh God, look at this place. When Larry stops me, he says, no, this, this really isn't where we're, no. we're going to stay. And, you took me to the, the, the real holiday Inn. as a matter of fact, there's uh Tim has a video it, on YouTube. It holiday Inn? Yeah. Was it was it a holiday. Inn. Holiday? It was a big old place, that hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like eight, nine stories. No, it was taller than that because I remember looking out of Tim's bedroom window on the morning of the, uh, keynote. Okay. 
this looks like Suicide Central. <laughs> well, but but it was off, a bit off the beaten track, though, wasn't it? But it was it on. Was um, I think it's on Eighth Street, which and it was like five six blocks away from the Moscone Center. You know, Apple Apple doesn't participate in MacWorld anymore, do they? I thought they stopped. They doing that stopped in, was it, after it was like 2010, 2011. They dropped out. At which point, because they, pretty much all the other big vendors dropped out too, which was too bad. Well, well, it wasn't that bad actually, because I don't mean to be funny, but it just turned into a case fest. Yeah, yeah, you know, it kind of did. There was like two thousand stalls filled with case because makers. I'm just yeah, case makers, because that was the big thing at the time, right? Uh, not just cases for your phone, cases for your laptops, cases for your desktop. Yep. Why anybody would want to put a rubber thing on a? iMac is beyond me, but you can get it. You could have got one. So ridiculous. No, but um, is it? St- it still goes right, MacWorld. No, it's, no, it's no. Smaller, it ended, it ended after 2014. I was at the very last one. Unless, because Apple's argument for all of that was is that we don't wish to be beholden to set dates. Yeah, through the for year, announcements where 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 customers and uh, the general contingent of crazy Mac people, uh, you know, expect something there and then. And yeah, I think I think I think they have a point there because you know when when they are constrained to certain events at certain calendar dates in the year, usually things get rushed or if doesn't meet expectation, there's fallout for stocks and fallout. Oh, sorry. Bless you. It's taken a Stall out with fall out with stock prices and stockholders and fans. You know, so but Apple still does quite a fair few events every three or four must be, no? Yeah, but they, they control those. Whereas they they, they sort of controlled Macworld because they, oh. they weren't the ones running it. That was being done by IDG publishing. IDG. Yeah. yeah. And also the other thing that they didn't have, which they have now, is their own theatre. Yes. They've got the you know, Steve Jobs Theater at the, the big yeah. spaceship. But I was thinking about this the other day, but they still seem to hold events in other places. Why? I, I think it depends on the event. If they're doing something like WWDC, then they need a place that'll hold five to 10,000 people. And the, what does, does, that, does that Steve Jobs No, the Steve Jobs it? Theater doesn't hold anywhere near that number of people. So that's why they have it down like in either San Francisco or San Jose or, you know, relatively close to Cupertino so that that their people don't have that far to go. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about this because I actually bought one of these things when they announced the iPod Hi-Fi. Do you remember the iPod (laughs) Hi-Fi? Yeah. It was brilliant. I've still got one. So no, I gave one to my friend Um, and he loves it, by the way. The sound that comes out of that thing, there is no speaker on the market that rivaled it. But I remember when they announced that it was in a little room and Steve Jobs had like maybe 15 people in the yeah. room. Because because even though uh, Apple was getting bigger, it was nowhere near with the following that, you know, it has no, today, not at it? the time. But that, I think that iPod Hi-Fi was way ahead of its time. Well, it, it's, it's not that far from what they did with, uh, what do they call HomePod. it? The speaker now. The, HomePod. The HomePod. HomePod. Yeah, that that's kind of like the the grandfather to the HomePod. But you see, this is just the thing, you know. Do, do they really those little speakers? I mean, I've got some around my house, but the uh, other brands ones, uh, or Sonos the and so on. No, Amazon. 
uh, and I like it. I spend half my time talking to it, but I don't think the sound that comes out of them really is makes you, you know, shake sort of thing. Where is the iPod Hi-Fi? Did you could crank that thing up and get cracks in the wall? Well, part of it, you know, part of it is also how music is delivered today. Whereas you've got relatively, I mean, as compared to analog music, you've got digital music that is at much lower bit rates so that they can compress the files down even more. And, you know, I don't want to sound like Neil Young, who just went on a, a, a rant about digital music a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but in some ways, he's sort of right. That, But the thing is, depending on how you're listening to the music, if you're listening to it on, like, incredibly great speakers with with uh, an amplifier that's that's of super high quality and all the rest of that. Oh, uh, you're going to you're going to pick up on the No, I'm, the I'm just going to say you may you may be able to tell the difference between But you know Apple's lossless thing. This what is this? It's it's, AAC? it's a, yeah, it's um AIFF. No. No. AIFF. No, no, no. AAC. Yeah, AAC. AAC. I mean, I'm not I'm not an audiophile. It's very good. Script, it's a good codec. And I'm surprised I've not gone deaf yet listening to music so loud with earphones on and stuff. See, it? that was me back but, in the 70s. Yeah, but you you went to all these bloody rock concerts. Yeah, I did. Those, like Glastonbury's. And, but now you see the hipsters, they go to these rock concerts and they put the bloody things in their ear, yeah. earplugs. What's the point of going? Yeah. People only used to go to those in the olden days to get drunk, drugged up and burn the place down. Yeah, or and <laughs> half the time you wouldn't even remember the concert afterwards. Oh, no, because you spent the next three weeks recovering from whatever it was you were on <laughs> while you were there. I Happy don't children. know anything about what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Your secret's safe with me, but all the other thousands <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, they'd listen to the show might have something different to yeah, say. Yeah, they might. Write to Guy. I don't know what his email is. Guy at mymac.com. Yeah. Any complaints, write to Guy. Yeah. So, are, so where'd you, you've got some news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a couple of things here I wanted to ask your opinion on. Now, recently, there was a book created by a, a former Apple manager with publicly known details on how Apple approves third-party apps, and it's selling like crazy, mostly because Apple tried to get it banned. And to me, this is like, you know, the best way to get people to buy something is to say that you shouldn't be able to. Well, you see, this is the thing, Guy. Historically, and if you think about it like this, historically, when governments or institutions or countries have tried to ban anything, what they do is create something called a black market. And it's, I guess, it's all about the forbidden fruit. Yeah. You know, when, when you're a kid, you, you want to do that thing that's forbidden because it's forbidden. Right. But to be honest with you, other than the people that submit apps to the app store, I mean, really, what business does any normal person have reading such a book? Seems like a pretty specialized subject, right? Um, it's, and and here's the thing, it's, it's not like these are, are, big secrets these are for the most part these were all things that any app developer knows well, if you know, going in yeah well if you, 
Well, if you know, if if you ever pay any attention to certain apps that get uh, not approved or jettisoned off the store, the app developer is quick to put out a notification on their website or something saying, "Well, Apple disproved it because of such and such a reason, and they sent us this thing and app." So people sort of know what their the protocols right. are with Apple. Because you, do you remember when Steve Jobs got really annoyed with these farting apps? Yeah. These, we pressed, and he did a cull of these things. He said, I don't want these things in the store. And, they just, and I don't know, he must, I think at the time he used some obscure wording in one of the terms and conditions yeah. in the app store. Something about decency or... Who knows? You know? Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but it's, not, it's not a big secret how Apple does it. It's not like... A, it's, you know, it's not like the... Um, the the algorithms say for example a credit card issuer would use whether you know to determine yeah, whether terms somebody, and services uh, yeah it's not like that is it there's not a it's not a trade secret no it's not but for but, whatever but reason is, apple wasn't happy and actually tried to get i mean i don't know if the book is available here in the u.s and i should probably say what the book is well that will probably uh mean a lot for that guy you know the one, the Trump guy recently, the White House has been trying to buy his book. Robert Mueller, is it? Yes. And now everybody wants to buy that book as well, like anybody. But I don't know, but some people are just mad. Why would you want to buy a book that tells you about the approval process? I could think of a lot of better things to do with my life. Yeah. I mean, I mean why? I mean, is, I mean, is there enough content to make an actual book? Surely it'd just be a pamphlet, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, how much is that to write? Let's see. Uh, they're calling it actually. They're calling it the Streisand effect because Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand? attempted to ban a book that had pictures of her house in it or something. Uh, it's yeah. called App Store Confidential, and it's by Tom Sadowski. Now the conspiracy theorist in me is going to come out for just one moment. Okay, it won't be for long. I got a feeling Apple might have a hand in this book, and that because you know Steve Jobs was very good at this, creating demand. You know they they purposefully make it so that things are sold out and stuff. They know what they're doing. It creates hype. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those people at Apple probably got shares in the book or the publisher or something like that. Oh, maybe they've drunk because we because look, uh, guy, we wouldn't be talking about the book right now if they hadn't if tried hadn't to ban it. No. It's very good, you know, like psychological marketing. And Apple are genius at that. I mean, look at them. They sold me iPod socks, for God's sake. <laughs> because, you couldn't, because you couldn't get them. They were in short, 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 short supply. So useless. What a useless product. iPod socks. And now they're selling on eBay for like $10,000. Really? Oh God, God, yeah, I wish I kept them. Because they came in a pack of five or six, didn't they? Huh. All right. It's like something my mum knitted. The next story is uh, now. If you remember back in the, back in the old days, when you would start up your Mac, there would be a chime like "bong" when you first started it. It doesn't do that anymore. No, that it does. It doesn't do it if you've got uh, earphones plugged in. No, it doesn't do it at all. Does it not? Nope. I heard it do it the other because before you couldn't even mute it with the volume right now it's gone completely however there is a way you know people some people really want to hear it mostly because apple took it away you know this isn't far from the story we were just talking about however there is a way there is a way to bring it back 
And how would you do So what you do is you open the terminal and you type in oh. the following yeah. command. sudo nvram in all one word startup mute equal sign uh, percentage sign zero zero. So what you're essentially doing is turning off silence, if that makes any sense. Okay, so what have they de- silenced it by default? Now? Yes. Is that what they've done? Just silenced yeah. it. So you're turning uh, off that, the silence. That, oh yeah, now they've done that or oh, the bandit, you'll see all these idiots going there now. <laughs> You, you gotta have their max by ter- you know, gotta have an app to be able to stuff. turn it back on again. Only two ninety nine in the app store. But I I I can see but no, but then to be fair, a lot of people do you know they you know, it's like muscle memory. When you do something and you do it often enough it becomes second nature. Sure. And I can see I can see how when some people if they turn on the Mac and that sound's not there, it puts them out a bit. And you know, some people, and it's not just like being compulsive, obsessive or anything like that. It's just human nature. You know, you get used to a routine of doing something in a certain way. Something comes along and changes that or alters it. It could, it puts a lot of people off kilt, you know, and not that I ever wanted it on because I, I remember when my daughter was little, and I'd hate turning the Mac on in the bedroom. She'd wake up. She's gonna wake up. Yeah. I wish I could turn that damn thing off. And now they've done it. Now she's fourteen. It doesn't mean anything to me. Make it louder. <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> turn it up. Okay. <clears throat> Next one. Unannounced iPhone nine to be announced at an unannounced Apple event on March thirty first is going to be later than previously unannounced, and so it. <laughs> So if you want a cheaper, smaller, announced iPhone, well, you can't until Apple unannounces it later. Right, okay. Um, Without sounding like I'm announcing anything, because I'm an unannouncer. Well, the iPhone 9, right? That's supposed to be what the 5S and the 5SE... Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be the cheaper iPhone. Because, to be fair... I know a lot of people that are still holding on to their SEs. My friend David in Nottingham won't give his up. For a lot of people, that is absolutely the sweet spot yeah. of size. And I have to be honest. My with wife you, is really still on a my, five. Well, I had a five and then I got a five S. Uh, and now, do you know what? I'm just not really that interested in upgrading my phones because I've got a 10S, mm-hmm. not the big one, just the regular sized one. And I only got the 6S because my 5S one day, it wasn't damaged or anything. Two weeks out of warranty. Refuses to boot. It just didn't boot. So I got a 6S and then I paid Apple 240 quid or something to get the replacement 5S. And going from one to another, it was a bit weird. But, you know, some people, again, it's like they're used to the size of it. Sure. But. A lot of people are not interested in watching movies, or, and to watch a short movie on a you know commute on the train or something, it's perfectly fine. These phones are just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, the term phablet has just got completely out of control. But going back to this unannounced, not announced nine, maybe not nine, they've been talking about this for. A, they've been talking about this since the end of the five, the SE. When, yeah. when was the SE finished? That was two thousand and seventeen. Yes, I picked up because I got a uh, an iPhone no, SE, SE for my wife 
but she didn't want to use it. She didn't want to change phones. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't think Apple will... Again, guy at mymac.com, people will think I'm wrong. I don't think Apple will do such a thing. I, I think, as it stands, their product lineup for phones is pretty good. What they don't want to do, and they would run the risk of doing such a thing, is in the olden days, do you remember Apple used to have so many products and you couldn't work out which, yes. which one was for you? That there will be pretty yeah, much well, the I same mean, you had the, you had the Performa line, you had the Quadra line, oh, God. and then you had the Centrus And then inside line. of those lines, and then inside of those, you had another five options. In, right, in, and in the each, biggest difference on a lot of them used to just be what software it came with. Yeah, so you see, I think, I don't know what your view on it is, but I think that uh, as the Apple, uh, I, the iPhone lineup as it is, I think uh, it's a very strong lineup, and it has been for a little while. And I also... I don't agree with this pro business, right? Because these iPhones are not pros. No. You know, it's just marketing thing. Yes, they're more powerful, they're more capable. but And they have better cameras and so on. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, it, it's it's pretty, you know, the, you know, if you're going to buy an iPhone or you're in the market for an iPhone, I think, you know, the choices and the differences are pretty, pretty, pretty simple now. You know, if you want an everyday phone just to do the things you want to do, buy an iphone 11 if you want some if you if, if you're serious about videos and you know a lot of these uh in social media people they love their cameras yeah um and they look they love to do all that photoing all their plates of food and what have you on the beach <laughs> yeah. uh, go for the pro and that you know if you want the pro stuff expect to pay pro money i mean i i had i, I had an iphone 11 pro max last week uh and I sent it back to the carrier because I just don't, it's just not for me. I'm not a pro. Yeah. I'm still um, on, this is mine right here. I'm still on the, uh, the eight, eight plus. Eight plus. Yeah. It's fine. But it'd be, but be, but, be, but it would be interesting to see if they did that. I mean, to be fair, I was looking at the iPod thing on the Apple store the other day. And that's getting confusing. They've got an, not iPod, iPad. They've got an iPad. They've got an iPad Air, they've got an iPad Pro, and, another iPad Pro, and an, and an iPad, iPad Mini. Mini. Yeah. But what what is the difference between the iPad and the iPad Pro um, um, uh, Air? I thought that was dead, that product, and now it's come back again. Yeah, I, I don't really, especially considering that tablet sales have been kind of dropping. So instead of making it, you know, I, I think their thinking might be, well, we want to fill every single niche in the, in the market that's imaginable. But at the same time, you run the risk of confusing your marketplace by having so well, many me, different models. Well, you have to understand, I'm no Luddite. I understand technology. Sure. And I was a bit confused by this. I was thinking, hold on. So the iPad Air is half an inch bigger than the iPad, yet there's a big price difference. They do the same thing. They've got all the same processors. I understand the biggest difference seems to be storage, the amount of storage. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you can choose how much. You, you can, to. but with some of the, like the... They top out with yeah, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and again, I'm still on the, the first gen iPad Pro. And as long, you know, unless they come out with, because uh, they're supposed to also come out with a new iPad Pro relatively 
soon. Well, you know, I I have my brother's got the bigger iPad Pro. Yeah, the twelve point nine inch, the current one, and I got the eleven, whatever it is. I have to tell you, it's a really, really good product, but I can't. And my daughter's got the iPad Pro twelve inch, and I, unless they bring out a killer feature, right. I can't see myself. Which is my argument with the phones. I think mobile. Phone, I think the mobile industry as a whole has sort of hit a roadblock now. I mean, it's going the way that computers went. Do you remember? It's just faster, more more frame rates on your screen. Oh, we're going to add some more letters to the end of the screen. Pro display xdr yeah. blah 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 you know in everyday use it really makes no not, difference you know but because you see my phone is my own i own it so i pay 20 pounds a month i'm not going to pay 100 pounds a month for an iphone pro when to me a normal user there's no difference d- d- there's nothing different nothing is different uh, except the difference in money i'm paying every month and and i but we say that but then every year they sell more phones than they did the year before. Well, I mean, how much of that is is just I have to have the latest Guga, you know? Ah, surely there can't be that many millions of those sort of people out there. <laughs> well, okay. Well, apparently, apparently yeah. Uh, uh, no point taken, guy. Do you know when you're right, you're right. There's there's a lot of people out because Apple started this whole um, update program where every single year you turn your phone in and you get a brand new one. And then you, you know, basically your, your payment doesn't really change that much, but you're paying in, in perpetuity or, you know, what's the word? So you're locked into it potentially forever. Forever. Exactly. Monthly fee. Exactly. And they've already made their money back because it's only cost them 50 quid to make the first. Well, I have no idea. I don't know what the price is. No, but I, mean, no, but I mean, because you buy that, that, that thing you're talking about is available just through Apple. Right? Yeah. However, my network does it here, Vodafone, because, uh, like I said, I've just upgraded my daughter's phone, and they said that that uh, I can change after 12 months. So, I mean, Apple will have already, with the the sort of margins they work on, very smart move, by the way, will, will have already recouped the money for, that it costs them to build the phone. Sure. So, like nine months of the year, you're just giving Apple money, and and if you want a new phone every year, this thing can go on indefinitely. That was, you know, I, I think that's part of the reason why they do it the way they do, and they keep they keep the payment in such a way that even if you pay a little bit more for the next phone, it's like, well, okay, so it's going to cost you another three to five pounds a month instead of what you were paying before, but you've got the latest <laughs> phone. Yeah, and not only that, you've been you committed to this thing for so long. You got to see it through now, right? Right. Yeah, but um, and 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 it's a double win for Apple because the other phone comes back to them. They recondition it, or sell it in bulk, or you know whatever, whatever it is that they do with these old. Fo- I mean, th- and let's face it, there's going to be quite a few of them that are you know just not worth reselling. You know, it, it's like the car market. No, they've got that robot for that, haven't they? Well, they just take the whole thing apart. They have a machine. They have a dedicated machine. Yeah, that, it's a robot. It's got a name. I can't remember. I, I, what it yeah, I called. can't remember what it's called either. But it, it basically, its only job is to take iPhones apart quickly and easily, and, and get all the precious metals out of it. Well, but uh, like I said, uh, these—it's—it's uh, it's just ridiculous. I don't—I—I I, I don't see myself upgrading my phone anytime soon. I mean. I, I think I think the phone industry is hit is hit a roadblock. I really do. Everybody's waiting for to see what Apple does next, so that they can copy it. 
I don't think that's fair. No, maybe not. But what's what's the big thing? What's the big thing that that's come out over the last couple of years? Foldable phones. That's that's like that's been it. Fold phones that fold. Yeah, you see, you see, it's quite interesting that as well. You know, when I don't know if you watched the recent Total Recall film. No. With Colin Farrell, so you see. They got contact lenses with these augmented reality. I mean, when we get to that, then I'll be more excited. Like, you know, maybe one of the other things I might get excited about is when they figure out how to uh, get the face ID camera and all that behind the LCD. I think they're working on that in a big way at the moment, aren't they? Do you know to use the pixels that are in... I'm not the expert on this, but the pixels that are in the display to be able to capture an image. So, you know, you've got these notches and holes and things. I think that's the next thing. But they've been talking about augmented reality forever now. I mean, I'm, I'm just not that interested in it. Or virtual, also virtual thing. reality. But it, it none of it has really uh, captured the, any market share. No, because it's nonsense. And I mean, It's I like 3D TVs. Who cares? Oh, they don't even sell those anymore. No, they don't. But that was the big hype no. for like three years. No, they keep doing this because you see the TV industry – is very good at this. I was talking to Larry about this just the other day, actually. Uh, they keep coming out with these ridiculous concepts to sell more TVs, like 3D TVs, HDR, curved TVs. Now, look at that for a ridiculous yeah, 8K, thing. Curved. 8K TV that there's absolutely no content for. There's not going to be for 10 years, no. maybe five. I mean, we've only just started to get content on Netflix and all these other people. At 4K. Uh, 4K. And there's not that much of that either. No, there isn't. And um, so I think I think the next big things that I'm looking forward to in smartphones, uh, you know, what we will get is thinner, lighter. Oh, the toughest glass ever in an iPhone. We hear we hear that every year. Not very tough. Yeah, I, I think the next thing, these foldable phones, I think will go the same way as 3D TV yeah. and curved TVs. I mean, until they get it, like, you know, these, uh, like, you know, if you watch, like, Black Mirror, this TV show, where they've got some real cool concepts of things for the future, like, just a phone that's just a sheet of see-through glass until you use it, or, you know, I think wearables is a good idea, but I don't see that uh, replacing phones anytime soon, Um but I, th- I think we've, we've hit a roadblock with phones. What are they going to do? Bigger cameras, bigger batteries, bigger yeah. screens, more pixels, and more social media. Can you imagine these idiot people? They can't even walk in a straight line half the time, walking around with their phone up, doing their augmented reality. Yeah. It's going to be like the lemmings are back in business. Well, it, it's, it's like all the, the, the when people were doing the whole Pokemon Go thing. and Oh, my God. Didn't so many people get injured doing yeah, that? Yeah. I and how many people have died taking selfies? Uh, there's been some, yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of people died falling off cliffs because into trains. Well, I think of it more as like um, the Darwin effect. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think I think of them just as idiots. Yeah, yeah. If if you're so stupid that you're going to stand by a sheer cliff so that you can take a picture of yourself standing by a sheer cliff and then fall off that sheer cliff. Well, that's that's, just that's evolution in progress. That's evolution in motion right there. 
Well, well I, I, I think I'd go one step further and suggest that it's natural selection. It's nature. <laughs> nature versus nurture. Okay. <laughs> is, is, is nature getting rid of the dead wood? <laughs> no, no, no. They shouldn't be breeding. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We'll, we'll just fix that. Yeah, problem. we'll, we'll take care of that us. right here. All right. Yeah. Next story. Um, virtual car keys coming to the iPhone. Probably later on, there will be virtual house keys as well. Well, uh, no, well, well see, hold on. Yeah. There's no word on how secure these will be or if someone could literally get all of your stuff if they get your phone. And not just not well, just no, your digital stuff, but your real stuff. No, I, I disagree because I'll go – I think it's a really good idea uh, until your phone runs out of battery. Then you're – Yeah, screwed. then you're kind of – How are you going to get your phone? So you, you've got – that you've got a problem then because no, but you see, I, I would, uh, right. Let's go. Let's look at this where we are now. Right. For example, Apple wallet. Yes. With your Apple pay. I can't think of any incidents where that's been compromised. And if it, if you could maybe build it into that architecture, into that existing ecosystem. And if Apple did it right, where Apple manages it, like, they do uh, the Apple Pay. You know, it's all on the secure enclave. and it's all the, Well, well not only right? that, but when you use Apple Pay and you're sending a virtual payment between you and, and the person that you're buying, what, whatever the heck it is you're buying. Yeah, it generates a, a random token. Yeah, it? it's, it's a one-use code. So even yes. if someone was able to they, get that code and de-encrypt it and all the rest digits. of that, it's mm. useless. Because it's yeah. no longer valid. So, so for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, you see at the front of your credit or debit card, there is a 16-digit number, an expiry date, and a security code. Now, when you use your card physically in a store, two receipts are generated. One receipt the retailer keeps, which has the entire card number. Mm-hmm. You get one where all of the numbers, except I think the last four, are blanked out. Yeah. Now, when you use Apple Pay to pay for anything, if you use Apple Pay, Apple generates a random one-time only 16-digit card code, and that code is only valid for that transaction ID. So if somebody got hold of those 16 digits, it's less than yeah, useless. completely nothing useless. nothing you can do about it. No, but you see, you, you see if they could, if they could um, integrate these virtual keys into the, like an Apple wallet, which I think they'll have to maybe create an, a separate thing for yeah. them. So you know, like you've got well, your, your it, the locks themselves. Your the locks themselves would have to be configured to only accept a, a random generated code based on the the phone that you have in your hand. And I I, I, I think that's a, I think that's the simple part because you know, for example, with banking, I don't know if you have it in America, but here you have these little dongles and in fact, my phone is on one here. These sort of pin pads and things and it somehow generates a random number based on the time and date and stuff and if they, i'm sure they could integrate that into it so you know the code that your phone is displaying uh, or submitting at that time matches the code that's and it's, it's sort of um it's always changing right it's it's a random so it's a random to- cipher it's a cipher, yeah. So even if you've got the code now, it won't be it won't be worth it in five minutes' time. 
And to be fair, you could argue about, you know, they could get the code, but what if they got your actual house keys, which are physical keys that can go and open your door, can't they? So you just have to be careful with these things. Well, I mean, the difference with a with physical exactly key, safe. if somebody <laughs> finds a physical key in the street, they have no idea what that key goes to. Whereas if somebody gets a hold of your phone and are, uh, and is well, able to get, get into details? the phone, then they can find out where you live, what your other phone numbers may be, you know, all the people that you are friends with and no. so on and so forth. Uh, no, I disagree. I mean, look how much problems the police are having trying to get into people's iPhones. Random person that picked up your phone in the street is never going to get in, is it? Well, unless they're holding a gun to your head and say, well, of course, then it doesn't really matter one way or the other anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's holding a gun to your head. It's like, so take the phone. The you want the number? Or... Here's the number. The all right. You want the keys too? Here are the take keys. The take, take, take the, the car. car. I don't care. Just, just take it all. All right. Let me go. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Please just no, but I, I, I like I like the idea of this, um, and especially you know, like with um, if with the integration with things like Apple Watch. I mean, look how good Apple pays on Apple Watch. I don't use it, but uh, but it's brilliant. I have used it, especially in like I haven't you know, used it with the watch, but I use it with my phone all the time. Why Why haven't you set it up on the watch? Um, partially because up until recently, I only had a Series Two watch and huh? i had a series two did they, did they did they not support apple pay i'm not sure um but typically because my my watch actually the one i have now too as well wasn't cellular it meant that i always had my phone on me so it didn't really matter so i just pulled out my phone well i guess these are first world problems yeah kind of I mean, if you've got apple <laughs> If you've got an app, if you've got an Apple Watch on, it's one less. Yeah, step. it's like, oh, you mean in order to buy this thing, I've got to pull out my I've phone. Got to take the phone out. Oh, oh man! Jeez, what a terrible life! <laughs> no, but, my um, life is no, I, over. I like all this stuff, but you just wait. You know, as the houses and these cars and things start getting smarter and driving around, I've got a feeling. You know, at some Terminator. point, it's going to be like Skynet, yeah. where you're, yeah, Terminator, where you're oven conspires with your thermostat and your <laughs> boiler the boiler starts letting gas out the thermostat turns the heat up and the oven starts a flame and blows you up or i tell you what you just wait until one of these nutball silicon valley billionaire developers falls out with his partner puts the partner in the tesla gets the tesla to drive, to off, drive a cliff. off the cliff yeah. it'll happen you just watch It'll happen. Okay. Um, next story, and I don't want to dwell on this too much. Uh, South Korea is currently getting hard by the coronavirus. There's no word on numbers or how that might affect South Korea's own electronic factories. And hopefully it won't be as bad as what's going on in China as far as actual people becoming ill. But we're well, we're kind of getting to the point where um, – because so much of the stuff that we buy is made in the Far East, whether it's South Korea or China or Taiwan Thailand, or Thailand, Vietnam, Vietnam um, anything that shuts these factories down for a significant length of time means that that pushes the supply chain out for however long it takes for them to get started back up again. And it's part of the reason why Apple has started kind of diversifying 
the, the factories well, that they use. Well, I don't mean to upset the left-wing lunatics that listen to this podcast, and I'm sure there's thousands of them out there, but wasn't His Holiness Donald Trump right by saying we should bring manufacturing back to the States? Yes. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Um, the coronavirus is a big problem, actually. Um, within the first month of it uh, coming coming out or whatever it did, coming out, it had a party. Um, after it, it already already killed more people than SARS did during the entire period of its Yeah, we're, we're at well over a thousand people now dead from this. Oh, it's, it's more than that. It's well way yeah. more than that. Um, uh, I know that they... I know that they uh, didn't. They say they were only closing the factories for a week or so. Foxconn and all. Yeah, people. I mean, we'll see if that if that holds up. I know Apple actually closed well, all their stores as well, and that now there some yeah, of them are back I, open, but it's limited hours, and you get checked at the door for a temperature. You know, you have to wear a mask and the whole thing. Do you know? One time I was going to Hong Kong and they had those thermal cameras in the uh, in the airport. Yeah. But I don't see how these manufacturers can say that we're only closing production for a week because it's still going to be a problem. Yeah. A week. So that statement, because I was going to ask you about that, because I've scratched my head about it. Where is the logic in that statement? There is none. If you've got if you've got an outbreak that's like a pandemic or whatever it's going on, you've right? got to wait until it say, burns well, okay, itself we'll just, out, so to speak. Yeah, how can you say it's not going to be a week, is no. it? Has it really affected manufacturing a lot? Is, uh, I've not really followed the manufacturing aspect There's still, as of yet, not nearly as bad as it's going to in the next month or two as products that, because I mean, most of the products that we're buying right now have were already well, in the pipeline. It, They've been in the pipeline for a no, while. Yeah, yeah. So so, so there's still a bit of uh, inventory left sure. that needs to come out and stuff, right? But you know, like when you have somebody who brakes hard in a on the motorway, and it causes a big tailback. I think there'll be a, I think there'll be a knock-on effect with. Oh this. yeah, and and you see the problem here is that you know th these things like the iPhone. It's not people just think it's the iPhone. It's not just the iPhone. Every pretty much every component, every gadget, every connector, every piece of thing inside of it comes from somewhere else in China. Right. So it, it's not just it's, yeah, it's not it's not just where they assemble it. It's it's all of the other <laughs> factories that all the pieces are made for for your phones, yeah. for your computers, yeah. for your cars, for practically everything. everything that involves technology. Yeah, because people don't think of it like that. They just think of the iPhone as or any other thing as just a product, right? They don't realize that all the various yep. little bits that go together to make this whole part of this thing is all made in China. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, if coronavirus goes uh, and is becomes more terrible than it already is, I think buying iPhones is the least of our problems. Other, is, is, and any other junk from China is the least of our yeah. problems. Okay. Mm. Uh, last story. Apple, in the next version of iOS, may allow users to pick default apps instead of Apple's own. Now, this has been spun as most likely Apple is doing this to try to fend off antitrust lawsuits or regulations related to antitrust. Uh, but how it's implemented and what protections are put in place for their users uh, hasn't really been answered. 
Now, before we go any further, I don't understand what you mean by that. I mean, what do you mean default apps? Well, I mean, you've got you've got a default browser with Safari. You've got a default mail application with Mail. Uh, you know, all of all of the the main programs that Apple yeah, has but, but, applications for are the default applications on your phone, on your iPad, uh, in yeah, the Mac, what, so on and so forth. What difference does it make if you want to use something else? Download Chrome or Outlook or it's it's not like uh, it just comes bundled with it. Well, right? it does, but the, the problem is when you've got a default app and you want to open. Uh, so, say for instance, I click a link in in a message, uh-huh. it opens Safari. Right. Uh, so, I'm guessing there'll be like a setting where you can change that. Well, yeah, where you could change it to Chrome, you could change it to Firefox, or whatever your whatever your preferred web browser would be. Oh, I think these antitrust lawsuit people are just uh, just ambulance chases. I don't see how it makes any difference or how it's relevant to anybody's life. Whether I, I mean, I can see that if you're doing a task like something like 50 times a day, it might wind you up. Uh, is that not already built into iOS? Yeah. Can't, can't you, can't, no, can't you choose like... Uh, when well, you can, you can, like, say, if you, you have, you know you can scroll. if you have you another mail app, you can open that application and it will go to wherever you've pointed it to for your, for your, for your mail and bring it in that way. But if you click on, if you click on, like, say somebody says, uh, you know, here's, here's a link to an email or a, a link in an email like you were talking about, and it's it's going to automatically open an Apple application if there is a default application, as compared to maybe some other program that you you might want instead. Uh, I have yet to have. I mean, I for for web browsing on the Mac, I typically use Chrome, mostly because it's faster than Safari. But if I had to go to just Safari, I I don't think it would really affect my life all that much. Oh, I think you know you get this uh, this uh, bunch of people that have got nothing better to do with their lives but nitpick at completely irrelevant things. But I have to be honest with you, talking about the Mac, I'm starting to fall out of love with the Macintosh. I think it's a. I bet you somewhere. In one of those little rooms in Cupertino, they've got a Mac running an iOS-esque version of Mac. Oh, I'm OS. sure. I'm sure they have Mac, Mac running on Ma- ARM, on the Ar- on an ARM yeah. processor. Yeah, you see, Mac OS. I think is my my iMac is driving me absolutely mad. You know, Photos is unusable half the time. It, I don't know if it's cool. There's nothing wrong with my computer. It's just the software is just. It's just, it's just not futuristic anymore. You know, I don't know if they've sort of given up on the Mac in some way. Do you reckon? I think that with the iPhone generating the bulk of the revenue for the company, that things like the the Mac and, I mean, you look at what happened with the iPod or you look at what happened with iTunes. Once, once something is on a downward spiral, as far as, as revenue coming into the company, I think they, they, they start throwing less and less resources at it. You know, you look at what happened with, uh, services as soon as, 
services became a thing, it was like they couldn't put enough money into it. And it's paying mm. off because if you look at how much revenue Apple gets from services over the last five or six years. iCloud subscriptions. And yeah, all this yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, you look at you look at Apple TV Plus, for example. It's not that great. You know, there, there's really not oh, that much stuff on rubbish. there. And but they they keep throwing more and more money into it, knowing that eventually they will build up enough of a library because they, they didn't go the Netflix route. They didn't go the Disney plus route. They didn't go the route of, of so many of the other streaming services where it's like, well, we've got this huge back catalog of stuff. And if you sign up with our service, then you'll have access to all of this huge back catalog. Apple is basically saying everything you get from us is going to be original content. Yeah. Whether it's good or not. And what are no, because uh, I got Apple TV thingy plus. Uh, oh, and that's another thing. I got it free for yeah. a year. Um, I never thought I'd see the day where you could download Apple TV app on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because because up at, because because they're trying to get everybody to get onto the right. Well, because right? There, there, there's a much less emphasis on hardware because you can have the mm. Apple TV Plus app on smartphones on, on you know. I've got it on my fire stick. On TV sets, Roku mm. boxes, Amazon Fire devices. So it, it it's like they're saying, well, you know what? Does it really matter if we still sell an Apple TV? Because they were very, very protective about the Apple TV. For Apple whatever TV, reason. They? I mean, yeah. And, and I have to be honest with you, they, they, they're, they're very good like that because I would – possibly have looked at getting another telephone another brand right. some of these android phones you know they, they pique my curiosity but iMessage and facetime are the things that stop me going yeah. if they ever open that up I'd, be, I'd you know i'd look at it but do you think they can continue to sell these apple tvs for the sort of money that they're, they're no becoming less and less i, I relevant, think i they? think the apple tv and i just recently came to this conclusion I think the Apple TV is a is a doomed product that it's going to go the same way the iPod did. Uh, you know, it's just eventually, you know, the, why did the iPod become irrelevant? Because of the iPhone. There was something that yeah. replaced the iPod that did pretty much the same thing that, that Apple needed them to do. And they were like, well, why are we still selling iPods? Because but, everyone is on, is on smartphones now. To be to be fair, they always did say that the Apple TV as a product was just was it a hobby? Yeah. Did they say it was? I think. But you know, for the, go ahead. For the money that they're charging for these devices, it I, should I, be made of gold. I tell yeah. me about it. They're like two hundred yeah. quid, and nobody wants to play computer games with a bloody touch control. No, that's awful. I I actually bought a here. I'll show it to you. I've got a um, an Xbox controller wireless controller and you can plug that you can bluetooth yeah this works with the apple tv this works with my mac because you know arcade (laughs) works on all of apple's major devices oh now that arcade Mm -hmm. right there's no arcade app for the these other things is there you have to have an apple tv for that is it you could, can you get arcade? Well, it's on the Mac. Um, I don't no. know if Apple Arcade is available outside of, as far as going to like a TV Apple. set. 
whether it's available outside the Apple TV. I'm if it's not, I'm guessing it won't be long until it is. Well, you see, that's the problem, though, isn't it? I think uh, there's uh, hardware issues, right? I mean, I'm guessing, on my, for example, my Fire Stick is not powerful enough to do some of these. Yeah, but the Fire the or, Fire or Stick is, that, or... is is meant just to stream video. It's there's there's nothing inside of the Fire Stick that would allow it to do much in the way of processing. Whereas if you have smart TVs have quite a bit of processing power, Roku's have quite a bit of processing power, and, and there's a few other streaming boxes out there that are running off of you know Linux or or what have you. So, so do you predict that they'll open up arcades? I do, I do, because no, no. well, just look at how much money they're no, making from services. It it makes no yeah, sense but- to to tie arcade strictly to the Mac and strictly to uh, iPhones and iOS and, uh, iPads and, and, uh, and the Apple TV. You see the other thing about Apple with their services, which kind of annoys me a little bit, you know, now they've got this, um, arcade and Apple TV plus and music, whatever other nonsense is there. And they're all different prices. Why can't they do a value? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's coming. Um, I, because, you know, when I look at it, it just winds me up, all these different right. prices. And before you know it, you're paying 30 or something. I don't know how much it is. It's not cheap. Well, part of it, so they should do especially when you're talking about not so much with iCloud, because iCloud is your stuff and Apple stuff. Um, Arcade is Apple stuff. Apple TV Plus is Apple stuff. But when you're talking about podcasts, that's outside of Apple's control. When you're talking about music that's outside of apple's control when you're talking about television programming for the most part other than what's offered in apple tv plus that's outside of apple's control so you have to have licensing agreements set up all over the world for whoever it is that has the copyright on this other content that uh people are going to want i have to be honest with you if I didn't get the Apple TV Plus thing free for a year, there's no way. No, I'd pay the four. Not for long. I, I, you know, I've watched uh, a couple of episodes of For All Mankind. I'm way behind on that. Uh, Do you know what? I didn't like that either. It was okay. Was, you know, it was not as, it was not as good as I. Thought I was it hoping be. it was going to go in a much different direction, and it became it Do became you know when, very clinical. Yeah, you see, when I first saw the when they were talking about it, I had this like um, idea in my mind that it'd be like of an alternate dystopian world. No, I I didn't think of it that way, but I thought that, you know, they, they basically are, were creating this world where history happened in a different way from what, from what we know it, which is fine. But it just seemed like the, the, the minute details that they were focusing on with this program, to me, just weren't that interesting. And the same thing with, like, the morning show. People rave about the morning show. But to me, it's like it's like a freaking soap opera. What do they do on soap operas? At the end of each show, they've got some outrage moment to make you tune, tune in the next week. And that's what they've done. They, they've taken it. Well, how can we ramp up the anger on this show so that people will, will be, Oh, 
oh, I'm so angry at, at this character or that character that I'm going to tune in next week and see them get them their comeuppance or what have you. And it's like, you know, the other problem I had with the morning show was it went like 100% right into crisis mode without you getting to know anything about these characters. So it just went from 0 to 60 in no yeah. time. And it's like, I, you know, you're, you're asking me to care about what happens to these characters. And I know absolutely nothing well, I've got about no rapport with them. Yeah. You've got no rapport with them. I mean, I try, I tried to watch C. Is it yeah. C? I, I haven't tried Jason that. Momoa? Yeah. With Momoa, Jason Momoa. Uh, uh, is it not Mimosa? What's Mimosa? Yeah. That's a drink. <laughs> I like Mimosas. <laughs> it's champagne and orange juice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Larry, Larry was telling me about how he always drinks one at the airport before he yeah. flies little alcoholic him no i tried to watch that it just pissed me off it really did um it's set in the future where people are blind people with sight are frowned upon killed and yet you got this world full of blind people who seem to be functioning perfectly well you know they managed to do sword fights yeah. and all sorts of other things i mean it's okay background noise if you leave your brain and any logical thinking out the door but i don't think as it stands and if they're saying that they're going to bring one new thing a month that would suggest that over a period of 12 months, you'll only get 12 <laughs> shows. With 12 of yeah. the shows. That doesn't justify. So, you know, you could pay for one month and pretty much watch everything that's on there. There's no need for you to. It'll be interesting to see what their numbers are. And if, do you know, when they're talking about subscribers, because they love doing this, do you know what their keynotes? Whoa, 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 six million Apple retail stores and blah, blah, blah. If they include into that metric the, uh, People that got these one year frees. So, you know, you might they have to. They don't talk about that, people. though. They don't break it down between paid and unpaid subscribers. No, but that's what I mean. So, it'll, it'll look really nice. But they won't. They won't do it. Do you know the number? The number will be. They'll say that there's 50 million subscribers when actually 49.8 million of them are the ones that got it free. Yeah, for, for buying an Apple TV or whatever. But when you think about it, does it matter? Because uh, a. a a subscription to Apple TV plus is like 60 bucks a year. But in order to get that for free, you just bought an $1,100 phone. Um, you can get it with. Yeah. Things, well, actually. I mean, I think you, and even, let's say you just bought a brand new Apple TV. Okay. That's 200 pounds or $200. It is. It is. So who's, well, who's missing well, out? Well, Apple actually, because I'll tell you what happened. And no, I'm not a career criminal. So I <laughs> that we know of. So I bought my... God, now they're looking at the FBI, the FBI website to see if I'm on there with Raymond Reddington. Uh. Um, so I bought this Apple uh, iPhone 11 Pro mm -hmm. X, and I got green one, which was a really nice yeah. color. And I decided I didn't like it. It's not worth it. But I still redeemed my one year thingy sure. free, but sent the phone back. So I still get the one year. Yeah, because they're not really paying attention. But I'm the phone. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> but I did watch it. I thought I thought, you know what, this is pathetic. And and also what I don't like is do you know Apple has always been this sort of um social justice warrior thing, you know. Oprah Winfrey, and next thing you know, Michelle Obama will be on there and these vegans will take over all the TV shows, and I'm worried that that's the way it'll go. 
Oh, look at this lovely elephant walking around in the Serengeti. They're endangered. And, and look at that horrible, horrible um, poacher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not <laughs> laughing because I think it's funny about poachers, but you know, it's just, it's just kind of like, well, and, and this is, this has been the problem for me with most of the Apple TV com, uh, content that I've been watching is that well, it's, well, it well, seems it's geared that. toward a demographic that, I don't think I'm really part of social justice warrior. It's the, like I said, the social justice warrior yeah. movement. Do you know? It's, do you know what it is? Is the problem is is the San Franciscan liberals and these people from Berkeley. It's what that's who it's aimed at. You know these uh, non-dairy latte drinking hipsters, and that's what it is. And I think with the morning show, I've not really watched it, but I think they. They're, they're trying to reignite the sort of thing that Friends did, and I think they might have failed with that. Well, I know that the show, I mean, they'd pretty much shot the entire show when they got rid of the original showrunner and made some changes to, you know, what the show was going to be about. And uh, I, I don't, I mean, without knowing what that was, the original concept for the show, it, it's difficult to say whether that was, in you know, not necessarily for the people that really like the show, but for people like you and me who are kind of like, eh, yeah, it's okay. Um, whether see, that would have yeah, been better for Guy, us. Yeah, but you see, Guy, I think what the issue here is, the elephant in the room. Being threatened by Apple a poacher. The, yeah, uh, Apple runs the risk of just throwing money. Uh, at a boondoggle? An attempt to create, yeah, uh, uh, attempt to make content. Whereas I have a Netflix subscription and I've had one since the very beginning. And I'll tell you what, Netflix's programming, their originals, are just outstanding. Do you know the content is just so Have you been good. watching Lock and Key? No, I should watch that really. Somebody else mentioned that. But you that's know, a, that's an unbelievable show. Yeah, I watched that. Um, but you see with Netflix, look, they're not, they're not throwing the sorts of money I'm guessing Apple are throwing at these things, right? But their content is captivating. You know, it's just really good. I, I've got a feeling that Apple TV Plus is not going to be successful. I think I think Apple has more than missed the mark. Possibly. And, and 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 I know that we're in early days and stuff. But I mean, if you look at where we are with it now, I think they rushed to market with it. It's not ready. They they honestly didn't have a choice because Disney Plus was on its way. And when you look at the, just the vast amount of content that they had with, you know, they'd bought Marvel, they had Star Wars, they had their own Disney stuff, National Geographic, you know, all of this, this, this huge catalog of built-in stuff that people, especially people my age or in, in my age demographic, remember from the old days, um, that, you know, they, they had to get something out there. And I think that, that they didn't have a lot of time to do it. No, but I'll tell you what, if you think about how Apple usually usually operates, this is not their forte, usual modus operandi. You know, normally Apple is last to market with anything because they wait and see how things go and they wait until their product is ready. On this occasion, for whatever reason, they didn't. Whether they feel threatened or whatever, they rushed to market when they were not ready. And even if Apple TV gets better, I think the bad 
views the people and reviews that it gets might stick with it for a while because everybody I've spoken to, I've told them, don't bother with it. It's not worth it. I mean, Disney Plus, if you can get it, isn't probably much more money uh, uh, money spelt spent much better. You know this nonsense. And and I, I've got a feeling. I mean, they've got Snoopy in space, which is the only thing that potentially saves them. And that's kind of a frightening thought, right there. It's like I don't know. I mean, because you know, I don't know. Is Apple Arcade good? Is some it, of the games. Uh, some I, of the I games are. I, I, does it justify the um the four ninety nine or however much it is? Yeah. Um if I was a, a bigger gamer than I am, maybe. You know, I, I haven't I haven't explored I arcade as much as I probably should have, even though I'm subscribed to it. You see, I don't I'm not interested in computer games. I mean I can't sit there. I don't have time. I'm sure you've got podcast. Like I got show. two or three podcasts I'm working on. Oh, you multitasking yeah. you. Anyway, BJ, we have been going on for like an hour 20. Oh my God. I thought you said I was only supposed to be. On yeah. The well, things happen. Well, this is what happens when you get international gossip queen on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, sit here and just talk rubbish for hours. Well, do you do you want to tell people uh, some way to get a hold of you, or do you want to just have them all thrown at me? Uh, bee at was dot org. <laughs> okay. All, all the good stuff and uh, nice comments and love and you know that shower with all those things. Anything bad, send it to negative, me. guy at mymac.com. No, no, no. Send it to Tim at mymac.com. <laughs> Let's just let throw Tim right under himself. the bus. That's what you're going to do here. Oh, well, I'm notorious for that. You know, <laughs> kissing people to the curb. <laughs> There's going to be books written about okay, you. Okay, Beach. I, I appreciate. Well, thank you so much for having oh, me. Oh, it's, it's been a blast, man. And hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll have you on. We'll have you on uh, the next time we have like an hour or two to fill. Yeah, when the death threats. <laughs> See you later, um, guys. Okay, everyone, Bye. please stand by to stand by, and uh, I'll be back in just a little bit to uh, finish the show off. <laughs> hopefully, it won't run two hours. Hello everybody, this is Simon Parnell, the host of the Essential Apple Podcast, a show where we aim to take a wander around the week's news in Apple, news, reviews, technology, security, and anything else that catches our eye. Plus, from time to time, we like to have guests from the industry who we get to tell us about their products, their services, their history, their philosophies, what uh, drives them, and of course, just what makes them tick. That, plus a bunch of friends talking about the news in Apple. What more could you possibly want? Check us out on the My Mac Podcasting Network. The only podcast to have a silly language section from the moment it starts until the blissful ending. The G Men on a MyMac.com podcast. 
And welcome back to the last section of the MyMac.com podcast this week. There's not an after show, so don't bother listening for it. Uh, they're just with, with just the huge amount of time that BJ and I spent uh, in the, the center section, uh, there just wasn't really enough time or, or we, we didn't really record enough for there to be uh, you know, like after show stuff. So it's this, this section and the first section and the center section is all you're getting this week. Sorry about that. Um, however, I know that, that while that may be a slight disappointment for some people, for other people, all they might do, if I can find it, is nod their head. Hey, Tip. Gassy's Tips. Mostly. Gassy's Tips. Mostly. Gassy's Tips. It's time for Gassy's Tip. Okay. Uh, I talked about this in the center section, but it was, it was enough to where I, it was like, you know, it was kind of a throwaway thing. Uh, I, I think I wanted to emphasize it a little bit more. If you were in love with the starting chime on your Mac, which is now no more, you know, the standard installation of the Mac OS, you don't get the starting chime, the starting chime. All you have to do, open the terminal and then type in the following sudo S U D O space. Don't type in space N V Ram. That's all one word. All next word is start up mute S T A R T U P M U T E all one word equal sign percent sign zero zero. And what you are doing in essence is turning off silence. If that makes any sense. Um, but it does for me, but you know, I'm a head nodder. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Okay. Um, like I said, these are going to be really, really quick, quick and short segments. I do have a pick this week. It is Growly Poker, and you can find this at growlybird.com forward slash poker. It's a very, very simple poker game, uh, for, for people who are fans of playing poker, it, it might be a little too simple, uh, but it is free. There's no charge for it. And it does work under Catalina. So that is growlybird.com forward slash poker. Now, remember if you've done an iTunes review and we speak about it here on the show and the best way to make sure that we know about it is to contact us and tell us, uh, you'll need to send me an email so that you can get your Woody. And that is a big W, big O, big O, big T, little I, little E, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. That spells Woody. Um, we would love to get email feedback from you, uh, especially this week. I, I'm really curious to see how well uh, BJ went over with listeners of the MyMac.com podcast. So let me know. You can contact me, Guy, at MyMac.com. Uh, you can also contact me on the Twitters. That is Mac Parrot or Vert Shark over there on Twitter. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Gaz has got an email address. He is Gaz, G A Z cars or just Z at MyMac.com. You can also find him on the Twitters. He is G A Z. He's Gazmaz on Twitter, G A Z cars, M A Z cars. 
And if you'd like to contact both of us, so easy to do. Guy and Gaz over there on Twitter, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. And if you'd like to contact Fearless Leader Tim, feedback at MyMac.com. You can also contact us via our Skype number, which is area code 703-436-9501. That number again, one or plus one outside of the United States, 703-436-9501. If you'd like to do it without the one or plus one, just do it right through your Skype application, and that would be 703-436-9501. And I'd like to say thank you. Thank you, thank you to everyone who downloads and listens, listens to the MyMac.com podcast, both Gaz and I, and this week, BJ, really do appreciate the fact that you have taken the time to do so. And I think, I mean, I'm by myself here, but I think that we're good enough. I think that we're smart enough. Yes, I do. And doggone it, woof, 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 up oh, four. That's not good. People like us. Meeks guy, kinesdeeks on microphonidist, sest ta on verdrick. End. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk Podcast, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. Okay, we are now recording. I haven't been recording up to this point. No, that's fine. And I'm just looking at levels right now. Go ahead and say something. Hi, guy. Okay, that should work. All right, I've got a number of news stories here for us to talk about. Plus, also, if you wanted to discuss... The whole coronavirus. Oh dear! Don't start me on that. Okay. Well, then we'll just we'll uh, just go no, over no, that because no, I'll go. I love, I love these are the topics I love because I am the conspiracy theorist in chief. <laughs> <laughs> just let me have a look. Is there a black helicopter outside? So well, I've got like I've got like seven different stories to talk about. Okay, that's cool. So I'll lead in. Yeah. Yeah. For the center section of the show, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll record the beginning and ending of it later. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? Yo. Uh, 